Welcome, you're listening to Resilient Brown Mamas, three women searching for understanding as we navigate motherhood, mental health, love, and life. I'm Sheena B. I'm Sonia G. And I'm Mika Rose. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other resilient women can find us. Hey, 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 Resilient Circle. Welcome to episode number 10. Y'all remember last week I was feeling Latina? Well, this week I feel like the boogie down Bronx. And we're going to tell you why we are mother tired. <laughs> we tired. Woo. What the girl said? I'm motherfucking tired. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Y'all, last week, last week was rough for me. So... I didn't want to say, I think I, I like inched on it, but I didn't talk about it. So I was all uptight for like a month. Okay. All because I had a colonoscopy because now Ooh. I'm like old. So I have to get them. Wait, and, you um, said you're like old. So that's why you had to take it. Wait, why? Yeah. I had mine like three weeks before you. So, okay. Well, it's for me specifically because my system's more geriatric than yours, <laughs> but <laughs> no. So for me, I'm upset because y'all know I always got some shenanigans. It had nothing to do with the results because I was like, I don't have nothing going on in there. I already knew, but they just wanted to take precautions. My fear and my whole family had to hear about it for a month and a half was being teabagged while I was under anesthesia. Because the dog was like, yeah, we're going to wait for Mika to come in here. And then when we and put just, in the sleep, son, so you have to help we're about to go in. What that means. What <laughs> so I was concerned. If you're approved, cover your ears right now. I was concerned that while I was sleeping on my back with my mouth open, that my doctor was going to drop his balls in my mouth. Oh, my God. Just Because it happened to this poor lady. It happened to her. They showed the video why he did it, knowing that he was recorded, unless he had done it so much that they put a camera in there to catch him doing it. Right? Yeah, see? I see y'all's face. See, y'all don't see their face, but I see their face. I didn't just make this up. It has happened. And it would be just my luck that I got teabagged. So since I couldn't prove it, even though I feel like he would, because if I was him, I definitely would have Do you have a me. taste in your mouth? I tried to wake up like, do I feel like I had, well, I, I don't know, right? I don't okay. know. Okay. But what I said was, <laughs> before this episode goes sideways, I want to know. Like what is, is was he get is that the way he got off? Like was there an end result yes. for him? And he just dropped it in bloop and then went on. It wasn't like he did nothing crazy. Well, that's what I want to know. He he dropped it in there and that was his satisfaction. He, he didn't that get was like, it. Like, just the satisfaction of knowing that this woman involuntarily, yes. So I, I damn, I he didn't even at least like, you know, go nope. through his he didn't relieve himself. He didn't swear. He said around. I got one. He just dropped it in and boop, took it right out. What so, the hell? I know. So what I was, what I said was, okay, and yes, I involve God because he's in everything I do. If it happens, please let this be one of the times where somebody else in the room is sick of it happening. So they report it. And then at least I could get a check. Okay. Because a lot of people just do that anyway for free. So if I could get four mil out the deal. I'll take it. So I'm not, I haven't gotten a call yet from a lawyer, clash action suit or nothing like that. If I do, I'm not going to let y'all know. There will be hints. You know what I'm saying? I'll be wearing like Balenciaga panties or whatever. So you'll know that way. But yeah. Well, so I, 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 I see your panties. 
All I'm saying is that <laughs> I gotta get a cut. Them. I gotta get a cut for listening to the story over and over until it happened. Until she finally had her appointment, and then it happened. And then after the now. appointment, it was to listen to the. I'm not sure if it happened. I feel like it did though. Well, like- because she started that whole topic and something happening to you while you're under. It has got me thinking if anything <laughs> happened to me while I was under See? when I went for mine, because that's not normally something I think of. Now, I'm sorry that I have implanted this seed, but I think we should all be aware that teabagging while you're under <laughs> anesthesia is a thing. So I'm sorry to to just go left. We can go back to the topic, okay, okay. but thank you guys for sticking no, with me through that. No, I, I need a swig of water just to wash away the thought of something being in my mouth while I'm under. I'm sorry, guys. So today we're talking about- Was the doctor hot? You talking to me? Because it was a female, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, well then she didn't teabag you. <laughs> there was a man in the room. Nah, he didn't see that you. Okay, look, I'm done with y'all. We're not doing this. Was a man. <laughs> okay, Nico, what's not the topic? Not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Nico, no, I haven't been able. It's been in my head for the past three weeks. But Mika, what's today's topic, please? So today we're just gonna talk about just we tired being resilient. All these years from out the womb. Right, because most of us were raised by people who taught us we have to suck it up, we got to stick it through, we got to do all these things. But um, how that has affected us and who we are, what we have become. So I think we should start out with, and this all ties back into resilience. But what would we have been if we didn't get motherfucker tie? If we have followed our dreams and been what we said we were going to be at, like, I don't know, six, nine years old. Jeez. I know. Can I, can I, totally, no, I, I want to be totally transparent with you guys because, because it's, it's a real thing. I, for a long time, didn't have dreams. Like, wow. I didn't know as a child that I was supposed to have dreams of being X, Y, Z when I was older. There was no such thing as thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to own my home. I'm going to have a business. I'm going to be a millionaire. None of those thoughts were in my head until later in life, probably going into like my mid twenties and thirties. That is great because usually in like kindergarten, right? They go around, they ask all the kids, what do you want to be? All the kids say the same thing. I want to be a vet. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a teacher. They all have these dreams and you had, that just wasn't even a thing. If somebody asked me when I was a little kid, girl, I cannot remember for the life of me. Nope. Wow. I believe that. Nope. Nope. I mean, there was, there was, you know, and, 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 and this is part of the, this is part of the, the topic, right? This is part of the meat and potatoes I didn't there were no one there was no one around me that you know showed me I could be anything other than the person who goes to work every day gets up in the morning goes to work every day and pays the bills and come home and eats dinner with the family and then you do it all over again tomorrow that's what I don't I didn't know that's all I knew and that's not living that's surviving that's all I knew 
So who, who did I see somebody who was a doctor in my family or pilot or, you know, an astronaut, sorry, an astronaut, um, whatever, something that, you know, you'd be like, Oh, I, I aspire to be this. No, I'm, I'm reading, um, I'm online and I'm reading American psychology, um, association says that several studies have linked procrastination to depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem, which I completely, I completely, um, agree with because when like my childhood and like, you know, you ever had that one kid bully you mm-hmm. or yeah. like, wasn't so friendly to you. And it's like, yeah. you want to go play on the monkey bars or you want to play on the basketball team. But because that kid is at the monkey bars or on the slide, or that kid plays on the basketball team, yeah. you don't go for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found, um, when I think about certain situations when I was growing up, it wasn't that I didn't want to. It was that I felt like... It wasn't safe to. It wasn't safe to, or maybe I was fearful, right? The anxiety, the fear surrounding taking that next leap, which kept me from being the best version of myself. I possibly Did you have like any specific dream job or... Life for yourself <laughs> I, as a kid. I remember when I was super little, I used to always say I wanted to be a teacher, but I think that's because my family used to be like, "Oh, she's so skinny, she got legs like pencils." And then it changed from it changed from wanting to be a teacher to I don't no. know what it changed to. And I think teacher was really cliche. Like when they a asked around the class, you wanted to impress to your Jessica teacher. Rabbit. What? You wanted to be Jessica Rabbit? Y'all know who Jessica Rabbit is. Yes, from, we do. Um, that, that's why Mika and I both, Rabbit. That's why Mika and I both like pause just to make sure that that's what you said. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you kind of are, right? Because you're fancy. That's about it, child. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're taking date, a break. You've been dating some really goofy guys that remind me of Roger Rabbit. We're not going into that. We're I'm not, not going doing that. Dating today, Mika. What What was your What was uh, What was your dream? So, from a child, I always wanted to be a radio DJ. Awesome. My sister was always at the radio station. Our older sister Angie. She was a singer, and she would always bring home like promotional albums. And her close friend, who's actually my niece's godmother her name is pebbles she's been in the industry since i was a little girl still is um i would listen to her on the radio so i was like most people in the hip-hop era put my tape inside of the tape deck press record pretend like i was you know doing drops into songs or whatever had all those you know erasing your tapes and putting your favorite like um tunes on there whatever so i was like i'm going to be a dj um I took speech and stuff in school. I took theater when I could. And I was preparing myself. And there really wasn't anybody, I guess, in my family who was like, you're going to be a DJ. But one day, Pebbles actually came by my mom's house. And this was after I had Genesis. So I'm like 23, 24 at this point, out of the military. Had my GI Bill money, about to go to school, trying to decide if I should do communications. And she told me, if you can get up, 
and get to the station at five o'clock in the morning. I think that's the time they got started. Mm -hmm. Top station in the city at the time. You can just hang out in the station. We'll see, you know, how it goes. Fear. Mm -hmm. I had Jen. I had support. I didn't drive because of my fear, my anxiety. Yeah. I didn't drive until later in life. So it was, of course, in the sticks. Most radio stations usually on, you know, desolate. How do you say? Remote areas. So I didn't do it. And then I tried again and I got pregnant with Duchess. And I was actually I had a mentor at um, CBS here in um, D.C., one of the top stations. Um and I did some commercials and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. It was so fun for Genesis to see. And simultaneously, I was doing YouTube. Like, I'm going to make this happen. And again, I was just like, I need to focus on being Ducky's mom. And that was seven years ago. And I'm on this podcast with you guys. So I tried. But a part of me was always scared. I was doing it from a place of lack. And I feel as if I had a... If I had put everything into it, I would definitely be where I want to be. I have the people fell in my lap yeah, every single yeah. time, which does not happen in radio. It's very competitive. It's very dog eat dog. Mm -hmm. But people have my back. And I think that's going to that's like my biggest regret. <laughs> not just doing yeah. it. Yeah. So procrastination um, and we and we know that. Right. A lot of people know that procrastination go. It, it's hand in hand with fear. Right. <sighs> because that is that's really the, the, the main reason, or if not the reason that keeps us from doing things. But, but again, there's sometimes there, you don't have the resources, you don't have the network, you, you know, it's the fear. There are different reasons. Maybe you feel like it's too late in life. That is fear that there's, it's never too late. That's fear. Right. Um, there, there, there were times where like you attempted, like you said, Oh, I tried. Right. Yeah. You, I know for me, I feel like I've attempted so many things and I'm okay with the, being the person who gave it a shot as opposed to the person who never gave it a shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, sh I will shoot my shot a thousand times instead of letting fear keep me from doing it. I'm not saying that I've attempted everything that I wanted to or thought of, but at least I gave it a shot. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. <clears throat> I've always gone out on a limb on like, for the big things in life, like I don't feel like I, I I let an opportunity pass me by. If the opportunity was in my face as an adult, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. young adult up until now, I just I took I just leaped. Mm -hmm. Like going to Brazil, it could have been the hackers, it could have been the kidnappers. Yeah, but I leaped. I did it right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I find that. I procrastinate when it comes to things like filling out paperwork. Oh. That gotta, you know, that needs to be handed in. Tedious and annoying. I procrastinate on things like folding the clothes. <laughs> well, that's good because <laughs> like, nobody's gonna be hurt from that. I procrastinate on like putting gas in my car. Oh, like, yeah, you like living on the edge, for real. Yeah, like, I procrastinate on things like that. But if you tell me, like, oh, there's this opportunity for you to train at this institute, I'm off. No questions asked. Whatever I got to do to get into that institute, right? 
But when it comes to like the things, like the day-to-day things, that's where I find my procrastination seeps through. And I find that it's even more relevant when I'm like going through like a mental health episode, mm-hmm. like, you know, like when I'm depressed or um, anxiety, something that's like anxiety filled. Yeah. That's when the procrastination shows up. So I was, I was just going to, the first thought that popped in my mind when you were explaining those things that you procrastinate on, you have a lot on your plate. So to, to, to do the laundry and fold the clothes and things like that, like that's a, a mom having a lot on her plate. And to me, that goes right back to how we opened up the show, right? Yeah. We just but Sonia, I was doing that stuff when I was single. <laughs> all right, never mind, y'all. Never mind. I take it all yeah. back. Take, no, it, take it all back. I take it all back. Seriously, I was on the phone with a girlfriend the other day, and she was like, "Girl, I've been had these clothes at the bottom of my bed for like two weeks now," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Sis, I have lived with clothes at the bottom of my bed my whole life. <laughs> really? I never. I just." Oh and the goodness. only time, the only time I didn't have clothes at the bottom of my bed was when I lived with my ex. That was the only time. But I, right now, there's clothes at the bottom of my bed. And they're clean and they're folded. And why won't I put them away? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I, I think I'm like you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not scared. I don't procrastinate. To, I leap at things, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I leap too fast. However, I take responsibility for whatever the results are on that, right? Mm -hmm. There are times where like in hindsight, you like you quickly realize, oh, damn, I should not have done that. And then there are times where you don't, you don't know the consequence to that until like years later, right? Yeah. And and get those rewards, but you also, there are times where there's consequences, there are times I know for me, I know people say, don't say that you ever regret anything. I, I teeter on that because there are some decisions that I made that I can wholeheartedly say I regret. Yeah. I regret, right? And I don't live my life with regret, but there are some decisions I do regret. And 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 it's an um what is it, a accumulation of all of those times that I've leaped that has gotten me to a point where like I can say I'm motherfucking tired. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. And so, you know, it's human. You know, yeah. there are experiences in life that contribute to that. There are experiences because of relationships, experiences yeah. because of, you know, attempted businesses, attempted marriages, you know, whatever it is that has led to what do we say? because those blockages are real and as we take things on as we win and lose and stuff Mm -hmm. those things still stick they still cause blockages and traumas that we don't even realize we have because for example um like in between the whole radio thing i um i did so much like i went out for so much i went and, and I had people really telling me I couldn't, telling me I would fail. People who, they didn't even realize that they were saying it. 
Yeah. I was raised by people yeah. who kind of looked at the glass half empty. You know, when I was a kid, another one of the things I said was, I want to be a lawyer. And my mom's like, oh, that's a lot of school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to put that on in my head. You know what I mean? Not and it's true. not her fault. She, again, wasn't a person who was allowed to dream. Her, She has so many talents, but she was just going to be a mom. And not yeah. just. That's amazing, right? But, you know, there was so many things. She, she could have been a forensic, you know, what do you call them? Forensic psychologists, whatever they are. Yeah. She could have done that. She could have run her own funeral home and, you know, just so many things that she was great at. And it was just like, ah, it's just too much of that. Like, I'm just going to live this life and just, you know, coast through. So a lot of that happened as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I took a whole lot of risks and had a whole lot of rewards. And there's a lot of things I wish I had stuck through Mm -hmm. as well. Wow. Right. Yeah. And I learned later on, actually really recently, that from my psych my psychologist, she was like, I'm gonna have you see psychology psychiatry because I believe you have ADHD. Mm. So when you look at right, and she's like, it's very underdiagnosed for women and then even more for black women. Ooh. We're just told we have attitudes, we're just told we're lazy, we mm. don't stick things out, we lack confidence and all those things when in actuality we have this. <coughs> So it's why some of us, and that this isn't across the board, but I'll start doing the laundry, <laughs> but then I start cooking, but then I start building a business and doing a business plan. This is all in the same five minutes. Mm, mm, and then I call my sister and then I start a craft and I'm homeschooling my daughter. So my whole life, all my jobs, all the things that I wanted to do while I'm there, I'm not even enjoying or savoring what I'm doing at that moment because I'm thinking about the next thing. Yeah. yeah. So I know oh, when it so comes good. Yeah, so why didn't you become what you wanted to become is kind of multi-layered for me because a part of it had to do with what I thought was just me getting bored with things or I conquered it, so now I'm going to do the next thing. Yeah, I had this neurodivergence that I had no idea. You know what I mean? So so let me just say this. We're going to take a quick break, but we have to come back to that because you just diagnosed my life. Oh, don't let me do that. Look. I don't have a I don't have a check for you, but you just diagnosed my life. So we're coming right back. Okay. <laughs> well, we back. I'm diagnosing people. <laughs> I am doctor. <laughs> doctor Tamika Combs. Okay. As in okay. Sean P. Diddy Combs. Let me stop. <laughs> So let me. I, the reason I say you just diagnosed my life is because I think I, I, Sheena, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've said it to you, but I know I've said it to somebody. I find myself calling myself the, uh, and now I'm going to age myself. Um, the honeymooners, what, what's the dude? Mm-hmm. The honeymooners, I forgot his name. I don't know. Every other day, he has this brilliant idea. Mm. that is going to make them rich and it's going to get them out of that, you know, bedroom or yeah. that, that, that apartment or whatever. And that's me. Like I've done, you know, notary personal, tra- we, we don't even have enough time for me to tell you. Like we need to do an episode on that though. Cause oh. I think I have about 42 different things that I made a list in my phone. Listen, so. Investment, pro- you know, I've, I've, I've purchased property for investment, I, all kinds of things. Yeah. But it's the follow through. And I get, 
I get bored. There, there are a couple of things that I, you know, have followed through for a number of years, but at the end of the day, like, okay, I, I honestly got bored. Sometimes I was kept pushing through, but I was already bored two years ago. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. Cause I mean, it's just weird because so many people are starting to um, be diagnosed in their thirties, forties, fifties. And cause it's, it's more common than we thought it comes in different forms. It's not always the the bad little kid who's, you know, jumping off of furniture. Sometimes it's the one who just sits there really zoned out for 20 minutes, mind racing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to take it easy on myself when someone said, hey, you're not just lazy. You're not just lacking you don't, it's not just a lack of um, trust in yourself. Cause who doesn't want to feel like they can trust themselves? I was so down on myself for years and it opened up for other people to be down on me as well. And it's not an excuse, but it's like a reason at that point. You know, it's funny because I might've been like early thirties and I remember saying to myself, like, you always have great ideas or things may come your way. You start them, but you don't follow through. Like you, you don't complete them all the way. Like get to like, tell this is me having a conversation with myself. Yeah, like Sheena, yeah. if you start something, you must finish it no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. Like when it came to school, because I did school online and it was self-paced, I would take a class and be like, oh, I'm gonna take a leave of absence. Go back three months later, take another class then take another leave of absence for no reason. Literally no reason. But for the fact that I knew that I could, and it got to the point where it was like, no, you just need to finish school. Yeah, There's get it no, behind you. Like, what are you doing? Like, just finish it. You could have done it already and been through it and on to something else, right? But because I didn't finish school when I was supposed to, I ended up finishing it in my late 30s yeah. versus early 30s. You know how much time that w- went by? But That's the part that hurts. Yeah. But you finished it. And, and, but, but thank, thanks to God, I finished it. But it was like, had I just done it in the moment, I could have put my mind to something else. Yeah. 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 Well, we, and I, I kind of like, I beat myself up on that. Right. I, I beat myself up about mm-hmm. that. And now I feel like I'm more um, aware of the fact that I procrastinate. And so, I try not to take on more than I can chew. Yeah. And setting those boundaries with yourself and other people to say yeah. I'm tired because being run down, it does affect a lot of these things. And that's why when I talk to young people, especially my kids, but anybody who will listen, one point that I drive home, and this is what I told um, our oldest nephew who did not heed what I said, not to put him on blast, but I mean, a fact is a fact. 18, this was on his 18th birthday. I said 18 turns into 28 faster than you know. Girl, Front load your life. Girl. This is what I tell my daughter. Front load your life. So everybody's telling you now, you know, live your life, be happy. And you should be very happy, but everything should be within reason. Set yourself up so you're not 30 years old. Yeah. You know, you want, because most people want to switch careers. We've seen it. We call it midlife crisis and we I, laugh at it, right? Well, look, Sheena put her right. hand up and that's me. But how much better is it when you've front-loaded your life, i.e. my husband who retired at 30, 
yeah. nine years old, I think. Mm. So he was able to sit here and chill or play video games and have a Twitch account if he want. He paid the cost, the the price to be the boss. He paid the cost to be the boss. So what I tell people is before you get tired, because the resilience and the having to push through and having to do what you gotta do to get where you wanna be is what exhausts us. Yes. To where we are sitting yes. here like, you know. I did look at the mobile notary thing and I talked myself out of that. Oh my God, they're killing people when they come up in the house. I can't be, you know, because I have my anxieties and my fears about being in people's houses. And, yeah. You know, but I was talking myself out of things that I would have never talked myself out, out of in my 20s because I didn't care about nothing. That's when you take those risks. Right. You set yourself up so you can chill later because that exhaustion is real. Yeah. You have to be intentional, right? And we're clueless at that age. It's like, yeah. it's like we don't know what we don't know. You know, and, and I know, you know, I have mentioned about, you know, this entrepreneurial, you know, period in my life. And one of the things that I constantly said when I spoke was that because because you share your story, right? You share, yeah. you know, what led you to be in that position and what led you to take that leap of faith in, in, in that venture. And, you know, one of the things that I repeatedly said was that, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I graduated high school. I went to sleep and I woke up and I was 40. Right. Right. I, 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 I remember yesterday what I did after school in high school. Like I remember my so-called boyfriend picking me up in the little car and then we were going about our business, but here I am 54. Like yeah. what the hell happened in that time? It happens in the blink of an eye. Right. So all of a sudden, it's yeah. like my whole life has passed me by. Yes, I've worked. Yes, I've had ideas. Yes, I've taken leap, the leap of faith. But just like the majority of the world, I am not where I thought I would be. And I am not where I would like to be. Mm. I am absolutely grateful and thankful for where I am because I am not one of those people that says I've wasted my life. Yeah. You know, I, I have things, a list, a book of things that say, I took the leap of faith. Yeah. It's, so, it's so crazy. When I was in my, I want to say like late 20s, I, I was, I'm sorry, early 20s, I was sitting at my desk at an optical company that I was working for. And it was a call center. And I got so tired of looking at that that call board. Where I'll never like forget this. 25 calls on the board. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm motherfucking tired. <laughs> so I stopped taking calls. I put myself on pause and I started typing up my resignation letter. <laughs> and I turned around because my manager sat behind me and I handed her my resignation <laughs> I didn't have a plan in the world. Yeah. No. Now, mind you, for those that don't know, I graduated high school with my cosmetology license. That's a big deal. Like, I graduated with something that kind of was putting me on a path yeah, immediately, right. right? So I had the cosmetology license that, like, outside of doing hair for friends and family, I wasn't really using when I handed in my resignation letter, I did not have a plan. Okay. So I typed up my resignation letter. I hurried up and printed a few copies of my resume. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have a printer. Right. And 
I knew I needed. You're, I needed you're to supposed to do that money. first, <laughs> right? And um, I gave them my two weeks notice, which wasn't. A, I didn't really honor the full two weeks notice. Again, I was in my early twenties, not knowing. Okay, any better. yeah, that's when you just walked out because it was a nice but, day outside. Yes, <laughs> but what I did was is. I didn't go back in to finish out my two weeks because I was taking the train down to the city every day, going from salon to salon, handing out my resume. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And I ended up coming across this amazing salon, which hired me. She was like, listen, I need a receptionist. I'll hire you to answer phones and do like, you know, admin work in exchange for that. She did pay me. She was like, I'll train you how to cut hair and I'll send you to the Tony and Guy Institute for training. I was like, you got a deal. Mm -hmm. I'll take your little $13 an hour Mm -hmm. in exchange for your training because I knew that that training was worth thousands. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a bigger picture. It was the bigger picture. So I was okay with the little $13 an hour. Yeah. And and within three, three months, I was cutting hair on the floor. Yeah, I love that. You know, and, and uh, as a side note, you know, I, I know it's not part of the, the procrastination topic, but since you brought it up, sometimes people have to look at the bigger picture. When you think someone is, you know, sacrificing, or you look at someone who's doing something be, beneath what you would do, you got to look at the bigger picture. That person may be on a mission; it's nothing going to stop them until they accomplish that mission. And yeah. then, you know, okay, they can choose to stop doing that. Because that's not really what they want to do, but they accomplished their mission. They and I'm not saying them. it wasn't scary. It was scary. Back to the schedule podcast. <laughs> I'm not saying that it wasn't scary. It was scary because I just didn't know how long it was going to take me to find work. I didn't know. I just did all. I didn't know anything. It was just like I was just going with the flow and letting the universe guide me. And well, you could afford to do that back then. Back then, I could have. Today, not so much. Now you just got to be like, yes, a boss. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's funny because nowadays, like I told you, the things that I procrastinate, like right now, my car is two notches from E. You're wild. Could I have, could I have gotten gas before I came home today? I could have. I do that. Past, past five gas stations. I do that. Well, it was it was chilly. No, it was nice out today. No, I don't know. It was yeah, nice. no. But you know what I said? Oh, I'll get it in the morning when I'm rushing around like a chicken with my hair cut off for two minutes the to drop worst, everybody off and get back. Home. The worst time to do it, but you convince yourself that. Listen, I do the same thing. I drive around and my light is blinking, like blinking. Y'all are wild. See the way my anxiety is set up. Mm-mm. Yep, and I'll have those lines that go all the way down to the bottom. Yo, there's no more lines, but because I know I'm like three blocks from home, I'm gonna get home and then worry about it tomorrow. I'll get the gas. Yeah. What? Yep. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so procrastination is definitely a thing. We all do it with one thing or one another time. for different reasons. Some yeah. people just always ain't never did nothing. You know that person? You just be like, you ain't. Ne- you just came out late. You was born late. You show up to everything late. You apply late when the job's already full. You just don't care about nothing. And that stress of not wanting to be that person is why we are who we are today. Because now you just got to take life in small chunks. We're giving ourselves this quote unquote grace now. 
some people see it as procrastination. I say it's protecting your peace in this moment. <laughs> it, it's yeah. going to cause you stress later. But in this moment, that's just not something that you want to deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as long that's as... the space that I'm at right now. Like, I, yeah. I, I've given, and I think we've covered this um, not too long ago in one of the other episodes. Like, my space right now is that I've given myself the permission to to just not do anything I don't want to. Yeah. Because I've done so much. And when I do something, I give a thousand thousand percent. I yeah. give a thousand. I go hard. And sometimes I'm juggling more than one ball in the air. And I, I, I'm just at a point where I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired. My whole life, I have gone from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, multiple things all at one time. Oh, my God. It's just what I've done. And uh, even lately, we're going to take a break in a second, but even lately, I realized, like, am I addicted to the go, go, go? Like, yeah. do I feel... That's a thing. Yeah. I, do I feel worthless or lazy if I don't have something on the fire? We do. Before we go to break, all I want to say is I've known Sonia for a very long time now, right? And I love the fact that when I call her, she'd be like, girl, I'm sitting on my couch. I love yeah. it. I love it because the Sonia I met from sun up to sundown was just going, 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 going. And the fact that I could call her and she'd be like, girl, I've been laying on my couch since <laughs> two o'clock. I love it because I love to see her I love to see her give herself Rest. that care and that love yes. and that time to just be. It's it's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. I will tell you that. It's a. It's I love a to mental see struggle. you do that. Soon it'll this. become a habit. Soon it'll become something that you just used to doing. It's, yeah. it's getting there. It's getting there. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Let me pose a question. Do you feel like you've stopped procrastinating? Or is it something that you're still doing, right? And if so, do you feel like it's too late to still go after your dreams? Mm. Because that's a real thing, like... Because you get to a certain age, right? And you just feel like it's too late for me. And then you just throw in the towel and you give up, right? Yeah. But it's like, really, I guess what I'm learning at 40 is that it's even more of a victory when you should have done something way back when and you can, like, and you complete it now. So have you ever heard of those stories where, like, it's the 80-year-old woman or man who graduated from high school because they weren't they weren't able to yeah. do it way back then. Oh, yeah. Like it's never too late to have your victory moment because yeah. at the end of the day, the moment is not for anybody else. Right. It's for you. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to if it's if it's something that you don't mind, like you're like at that point in life, like radio. At that point in my life, that's something I really wanted to do. I see my commercials that I still have and, you know, stuff like that as wins, right? Because people heard me when they were in their car, you know what I mean? And they were big companies like, you know, CBS and Disney and all these things. So that's something to be proud of. That life is not one that I want to live because it requires a lot more um, stamina than I have. It requires 
family sacrifice that I'm not willing to make because I look at life a lot different now than I even did at 34 and 35 when I was, you know, just pregnant with, with Ducky. I see, I don't see the rat race as this thing that I want to be in. I don't want to be on the hamster wheel anymore. If something is not soft and gentle and, you know, it brings literally brings me joy. It's not like ego. Cause a lot of that was ego as well. And um, I, I just don't want to do it. So I still have my fears that hold me back from like the simple things. Like I have a brick and mortar business that I want to do. It's just hanging over me. I got all the notes. I have a mobile business that I'm kind of getting started. Then I have my spiritual practice, which I should, I feel like I should have been offering at least four years ago because I was a good three years in four years ago. If y'all can see Sheena's face right now. If y'all can see her yelling at me, but I'm so afraid. at Mika right now. I am so afraid. I'm so afraid of, like I've said before, early episodes of judgment. I'm so afraid of failure. Yeah. I'm so afraid of when I wake up today because I have, you know, so many physical ailments. Some days I can't get out of bed. Who am I disappointing? Um, but then when I look at my two girls who see their mom and all of the things that I've tried and I call fails as accomplishments. They're like, my mom worked for the Celtics. This is me holding the trophy. My mom worked for an airline. This yeah. is me flying first class. They're seeing all these things. I'm like, I should have. And they're like, but you did. But you did. So that's the only thing that helps me inch along and in chip away at it. That's all I tell myself. Meek, just chip away at it. And every day that you're here is another day closer to getting it done, trying it. Um but I am going to wholeheartedly say I'm scared as hell of everything. And it's just something I have to decondition myself because I've been conditioned to be this way. I clearly wasn't always this way. So, yeah. What, if, what about you guys, though? Any dreams defer that you're going to revisit or new ones? Well, I kept. Go ahead, Sonia. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say the only. I feel like I. I told you guys I'm a leaper. I just leap at stuff without thinking some, well, I used to leap at stuff without more, um, I do things with purpose now, um, but I don't have any regrets. Like I was a hairstylist. I trained at one of the best institutes in the world. I, you know, I just got to be free in my career for a very long time, which was a beautiful thing, right? Mm -hmm. So for that, I'm thankful and I'm grateful, right? Um, I traveled the world, I did different things, I met people, I'm grateful for that. Um, now it's the only thing on my list, which I, depending on what year or what mode you got me in, it was, I wanna buy a house. And then it was like, now nah, I'm not gonna buy a house. I don't think mm -hmm. I can handle it. I think it's too much upkeep. Like these different thoughts that I was telling myself to talk, to legitimize reasoning for not wanting the house, although it's something that was on my goals list. Now it's just like, why not? What, right. what are you procrastinating for? Why are you holding yourself back? Just go for it. <clears throat> You can do it. Like, there's no reason that if buying a house is on your your goals list, that you're not checking off everything else. Yeah. 
why wouldn't you check off that? So it's just that constant conversation of, hey, Sheena, don't let your fear, don't let your anxiety get in the way of you completing and doing the things that are going to fulfill you. Yeah. Because if it's, if it's nagging you, it's still there. Yeah. That means it's think, something that you got to execute. I think that's the only thing on my list right now that I feel like I've been procrastinating towards. But in like the last what, week or two, I've been taking the steps to do what I have to do. Like Yay. at the end of the month, I take my first time home buyers course. And, you know, after I finish that, I'll wait. You know, after I take the course, I'll, you know, let them yeah. tell me what the next step is. And whatever the next step is, I'm going to do it. Because I knew that as long as I didn't sign up for that course, it was just going to be a thing on my goal post. Just yep. sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing is just take one step, right? One step, like Mika said, you just keep taking one step. You keep chipping at it. And next thing you know, oh my God, it's graduation. Oh my God, here's the key we got, you know, today's the yeah. day. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, they're asking me for the final documents for my approval or pre-approval or whatever it is. And you just, you just keep taking that step. Um, for me to answer that question, um, I haven't given up on some of the dreams that I, that I have, but I'm going about them differently, right? Just like Mika said before, it was the hamster wheel. It was the hustle and bustle. I, I'm always like on a thousand, got to get it done, got to get it done. Um, and so mm -hmm. I had a lot of different ideas that I wanted to do and goals, but it also had to do with, and let me just say this, some of the people that you have around you, because we sometimes get um we sometimes let other people's goals bleed into our thoughts right and so we have this 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 list of five goals i'm going to write a book i'm going to open a brick and mortar store i'm going to open an amazon store i'm going to do this and in reality you really just want one of those things but because there's seven people around you that say they want to write a book and four of them already did it, now you feel like, I could do it too. Okay, I'm going to put it on my list. Mm. And so yeah. why mine looks look different is because I did have a lot of things I wanted to do, but I'm motherfucking tired. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. However, there are still businesses that I want to have. And it's because, obviously, we want to have multiple streams of income, right? But they're businesses that I can do very quietly, discreetly, still succeed at them. And I don't have to go post on social media that I'm doing this and I'm doing that and look at me and look at this and look at that. It's just something that I can do in my own life, teach my, my grandkid, partner up with my son, whatever it is, and do behind the scenes and let that be for us. Yeah. Right? You said ego. In the past, me trying to climb that corporate ladder had a lot of ego. What? Until I realized, like they say, that ladder was on the wrong freaking building. Look. And that's when I got tired. And like you said, a leap of faith. I walked away from corporate in my <laughs> mid-40s, which was one of the scariest things I ever did. But then I went into traveling the world and having fun and reliving again, getting life again into my soul and my heart, right? So 
I don't think people should just give up on their dreams, but if you have to pivot, then pivot. And I love that. If you I love that dream, yeah. you want to give up on this thing that you had on your on your vision board for 17 years. <laughs> you can give up on it if you want to. It's okay. You know, I think it's that pressure too of feeling like, well, I said I was going to do this, especially when you're a, a serial procrastinator or mind changer yeah. like me, right? And then it's tough being in a relationship with someone who, I mean, this is just my personal thing, but I know other people go through this. He's one of those people, if he says he's going to run a marathon, his, his foot could fall off. He's going to run a marathon. You know what I mean? And so if you don't do that, he's kind of looking like, oh, this is, and he's counting. Oh, this is thing number 15 that you, you know what I mean? But for me, it's like, I go with the flow. I'm okay with, I just bought, you know, two, you just bought 2000 signs for me to go and do mobile home, you know, because yeah. I was going to flip mobile homes or whatever. I was like, oh, I could do this is my end to get into real estate. No, when in actuality, I wanted to own a mobile park. But that was like the easiest way to get to it. So I'm like, no, I really could have just gotten a loan and gotten a mobile park. You know what I mean? But it's just that whole feeling the need to, like like you said, it's like what other people want for you too sometimes. Yeah. And being okay with being like, I thought I wanted to be a dog walker, but I got bit by dogs I, three times. I don't want to. <laughs> I changed my mind. I, I don't want to do mind. it no more. And that's it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's yes. okay. It's Scratch okay. it off. Yeah, I and, feel and, like, and I'll say this, and and I'm 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 done for the for the rest of the podcast. But I, I I'll just say this because I know I I have people in my circle that, you know, I see it. They haven't said it, but I see it because I've experienced it. It's okay to be doing something for 10, 15 years, and not want to do it anymore. It doesn't serve you. It's okay. Yes, not a failure. You didn't give up. Listen, life has different seasons. It's okay. Go do something else. If you're tired of it, you're burnt out, whatever it is, we know you crushed the game in that skill, in that space, and now it's okay to go do something else. And well, you know I feel like... I'm signing out for the night, ladies. No. no. <laughs> I, I know. We go, <laughs> we've all seen the stories of, like, major actors, like Samuel L. Jackson, right? Which he... He's, I don't like how they act like he just got to come up at 49 because he was working. Right, but his big role was 49. And I believe the Queen Mother and um Wakanda, what is it? What's it called? Black Panther. Black Panther. She was like 80 or something when she yeah. got that major role mm. in a huge, you know, block on the bus. Man, on a bus. You know what I mean? So mm. it's just like it does you don't have to feel compelled to make anybody else happy but yourself yeah. it's okay to change your mind even if it's 30 times because people say life is short but someone put it in perspective for me and said life is the longest thing you'll ever do mm. right so you have to live it your way even if i'm I, I, the word wanderlust is thrown around with me the word you know of um those who wander are not always lost like there's a beauty in just trying different things being in tune with yourself, not dragging yourself to that office or to that business that you started or anything because that is taken out of your quality of life and it exhausts you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, with <laughs> you that can only said, be so resilient. Well, with that said, you guys have inspired me. What you gonna do, girl? 
I am going to start selling pictures of my feet. I don't know why you haven't. I've been saying it has been about on years. my vision board too. I didn't want to talk about it, but when you're talking about like just living the moment, do what you got to do, what's gonna make you happy. The people are out here buying pictures of feet and, and dirty drawers and, and burps and in the bag. I never know what is gonna come out of your mouths. I <laughs> swear, I just and they're making a ton of money, right? Do it. And I think I'm going to go for the gusto. It's selling pictures of my feet. Do it. And you got to tell people that your feet stink because they like that. They do like that. They pay extra money for stank feet. Mm-hmm. Listen, if they if, but, if there are people like y'all watching them pimple popping things, mm-hmm. somebody going to buy your pictures. Yeah. So I'm going to go for it. I'm going to live my best life. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys for inspiring me to live out my dreams. And you better for your feet start getting wrinkled. But then there, there's people who like wrinkly feet too, so you could do it. There's somebody for everybody. Well, then that means I could do it too. That's yes, look. Everybody. That was a joke. Everybody that was a joke. That was a joke. I know your feet ain't old, girl. But we're resilient, but we tired, so we're gonna go ahead and sign off. And remember, no matter what, you are resilient and you are worthy. We love you. Thank you for listening to Resilient Brown Mamas. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And remember, we want to hear from you. Email us at resilientbrownmamas at gmail.com to share your resilient stories and comments. You can also check us out at resilientbrownmamas.com for merch and more.